1: Seidenberg on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead on VCN, the sports betting network. You can follow along on Twitter at On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. 4.65 billion dollars. That was my Dr. Evil impression. That's how much the Broncos have sold for. It is official. The Broncos reached an agreement with the uh, Walter Penner family, which is the heir to uh, Walmart. And (laughs) $4.65 billion, a record price for a North American team. And all I'm thinking now is... How much could Jerry Jones get for the Dallas Cowboys? How much could the Maras get for the New York Giants? How much could the Johnsons get for the New York Jets? How much could the Steinbrenners get for the New York Yankees? We are reaching incredible numbers in the landscape of purchasing teams. I mean, when Steve Cohn bought the New York Mets for $2 billion, that was thought to be the, the top-going price. And here you have $4.65 billion for the Denver Broncos. Just absolutely, just wow, wow. Uh, that's the biggest story in football that's not having to do with Deshaun Watson. And uh, the Deshaun Watson news is just, keeps getting uh, more and more interesting every single day, including uh, a report now that he met with 66 women, 66 different massage therapists over a 17-month span. He basically rolled through a different masseuse every week. And I wonder if, like, he had a masseuse, tried whatever he was doing, And if they obliged, kept them around. If they didn't, he went and got a new one. How else could you explain 66 different (laughs) massage therapists over the course of 17 months? And according to reports and, and things that he has said, he didn't even care about their experience. Which goes to show you, he was only looking for one thing. And the graphic details are just disgusting when it comes to some of the alleged allegate, uh, alleged reports and, and the allegations against Deshaun Watson. And as we sit here on June 7th going into June 8th, we're still waiting on a report as to whether or not he will be suspended or not. He's definitely getting suspended. I don't think there's any way that he does not get suspended. And if that's the case, you have to seriously look at the Cleveland Browns and think about the money making potential there is by fading this team. First place you look is their win total. And will you? get a good number on the amount of wins for the Cleveland Browns. And then you could decide, well, do you want to go over or under? Clearly, it's under on their win total. And the numbers, you know, pulled off now. Every book's been pulling it off, but when they post this back up, What number could it be at that you would be willing to go over or under? See, I think anything posted at nine or above is an underplay. Deshaun Watson's probably going to be suspended for at least half the season. And if he doesn't play, let's say he misses 10 games, maybe he misses the whole season. Baker Mayfield's not going to be the quarterback. It's going to be Jacoby Brissett. And then you think about how many games is this team going to win in a division where the defending AFC champions are in and everyone's coming back for them. And the Baltimore Ravens are going to be much improved Because they'll be healthy. And so, looking at the division, there's been an adjustment on the price now. Those numbers are old. The plus 190, it ain't going to be in there anymore. The Baltimore Ravens are now the favorite to win that division. Followed by the Cincinnati Bengals, and then the Cleveland Browns. Honestly, the, the, the bet right now should be on the Baltimore Ravens, to win that division. Because it ain't going to be the Cleveland Browns. And then you're just betting on the Ravens to finish higher than I think the Steelers will be in a little bit of a transition, and then it's going to be about them finishing higher than the Bengals. In fact, look, yeah, I'm looking at two different books. One book has the Browns as still as the favorite, plus 190, and the Ravens at plus 210. If you can still get that Ravens plus 210, I'd fire on it because the next book I'm looking at, has Ravens at plus 175. Ravens are the play in that division. Under is the play on the Cleveland Browns' win total. And let's take a look at the week one schedule. Right now, the Cleveland Browns are taking on the Carolina Panthers in week one of the season. That had been listed at, what was it? Uh, Browns minus three? Still available on some books. Browns minus three. Other books, Browns are off the board. Browns minus three, so Panthers at home, plus three, plus 120 on the money line. Taking the Bengals in week, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the Panthers in week one certainly looks like a great bet. Because once this suspension gets announced, and again, make no mistake, there's no way the NFL can't suspend this guy. With every report that comes out, it seems every day there's somebody else. Uh, this, now we're up to 24 accusers. Now we're hearing the details about how uh, the Texans provided him with like his own room and a, a facility, whatever. The story is just so ugly and the NFL is going to have to do something about it. And so when Deshaun Watson gets suspended for however long he's going to get suspended for, that spread in week one goes from Browns minus three to what? Does it get to a pick'em? Maybe Browns minus one. Either way, you want to talk about closing line value. That Panthers plus three is gone. And really, I think the division odds will certainly be gone. The Ravens, if you can get them at north of plus 200, jump in on it. If you can't, it's going to change. They will become the favorites in this division. The win totals, when they get posted back up, anything north of eight, eight and a half, nine, I'm going under. I mean, this team last year, what they go, eight and nine last year? I look at them and I think, yeah, the, the players on the roster are talented. And last year, Baker Mayfield, you know, couldn't throw the ball. He was dealing with injury after injury. But Baker Mayfield's better than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's a nice quarterback that can that you're very comfortable with filling in for you for a couple of weeks, not ten weeks, not a full season. And if anyone thinks, and maybe they keep Baker, I don't know how they do that when he takes out an ad in the page a paper, full full page saying goodbye to the city. They're just waiting for the market to improve on him and for somebody to wind up giving them an offer. But they paid Deshaun Watson. They're stuck with him. And I don't see any way that he is not suspended. So now is the time. Jump in on it. Fade the Browns. Bet against them with game lines that are available in the first couple of weeks of the season. Bet against them in the division. Bet against them in their win total. Because once an official announcement comes, all the value is going to be completely lost. And that's the name of the game, right? Trying to get the value now that is not going to exist maybe as soon as tomorrow. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We have Game 3 of the
0: NBA Finals. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
1: Finals coming up here on Wednesday night. We just witnessed game number four of the Eastern Conference Finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Lightning and Rangers are nodded at two games apiece. So what's the move now moving forward for game number five back at Madison Square Garden in a series that the home team has won every single game? We'll take a look at the spreads coming up, uh, the, the line coming up for that game, the spread for the NBA Finals, and so, so much more. I'm Scott Sadenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSEN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of strengths and tastes, Zen Nicotine Patches deliver smoke free and spit free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Patches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 challenge today at zincom 10. That's Z-Y-N 10. Zinn nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Game four of the... NHL Eastern Conference Final goes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. A 4-1 win over the Rangers was really 3-1. The empty netter made it 4-1. Tampa just dominated this game. There's no other way around it. It's now two straight games on their home ice where Tampa has really shown just how good they are. And in game number three, Shesterkin stopped, what was it, 49 shots, did everything he could to keep his team in the game. This one, a little bit of a different story. Rangers actually outshot Tampa, had their opportunities down 1-0 in the first period off of kind of a a little bit of a fluky goal where Pat Maroon gets kind of a deflected puck, you know, kind of wobbling in early in the first period. Rangers played well, put a lot of pressure on Tampa, uh, and then in the second period, it looked like the Rangers had their chances, um, but a turnover led to an incredible pass. Um, Nikita Kucherov gets the pass from uh, Jan Ruta, and on the breakaway, quick shot right underneath the left pad of Igor Shesterkin, made, making the score 2 to nothing. And at that point, I, I never felt like the Rangers had a chance to win this game. Stamkos adds a goal in the third period. It's 3 nothing. game's over. Rangers get one on the power play, but it, it was all for naught. I mean, yes, there was time that maybe you thought if they can you know, get one with the extra attacker and make it interesting, but nothing uh, nothing there led to... You know, nothing showed you that the Rangers were going to come back and pull off some miraculous win. So, the series is tied at two games apiece. And, of course, whenever that happens, and with every game, the odds shift completely... In the series, and right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a minus-165 favorite to win this series. The Rangers, at home, in game number five, are plus-105 to Tampa, minus-125. I think the Rangers are undervalued here at home. And I think the Rangers are a little bit undervalued when it comes to the series price plus 145 now on the Rangers, there is three games left in this series. Two of the three games are in Madison Square Garden. The Rangers won the first two games at Madison Square Garden. If they hold serve in game number five, these this these odds will change and you will not be able to get the Rangers at plus 145 to win the series. So, in my opinion, looking at game number five, rather than take the Rangers at plus 105 to win the game, I'm thinking plus 145 to win the series is the move with the Rangers. Because either way, You're going to need the Rangers to win game number five. I I don't think that the Rangers lose game five, go back to Tampa, having lost three straight games, and with the lightning on their home ice, with a chance to win the series, I don't know if the Rangers win that game. And yes, they've been great facing elimination this playoffs. Like, very good facing elimination. I just, watching Tampa and how good they've been, especially on home ice, I think the Rangers really need this game number five win going into Tampa with a 3-2 series lead so that they have the cushion of the game seven back at home if they lose game six in Tampa. Therefore, in my handicap of the game number five, I think if the Rangers win game five, they have a great chance to win the series. So at plus 145 to win the series, that's my bet for game five. And yes, could the Rangers win game five and then lose game six in Tampa and lose game seven? Yeah, anything can happen in a game seven. But the odds that you're going to get on the Rangers after if they win game five uh, is going to be they're going to be favored in this series because all they need is one win and two one and they have the cushion of having game seven at home so they go one and one and and they win. A crazy way I was thinking about this when looking at the Rangers after after they went after they took a 20 series lead and I was thinking about it from that moment on, the Rangers could go six and six and win the Stanley Cup. Right? I mean, think about it. They can go two and three in the Tampa series and still win it, because they win in game seven. And they can go four and three in the Stanley Cup uh final and win it. So that's six and six. By going up two games to none, the Rangers gave themselves a chance to go six and six, just play 500 hockey and win the Stanley Cup. Or they could lose four games to Tampa, and they've already lost two of them. So now the cushion gets a little less. In order to win the Stanley Cup, Rangers have to go, what, six and four? and they can't lose more than one to Tampa. Bottom line, I like the Rangers in Game 5 at home, but rather than take the plus 105, I'm taking the plus 145 on the series price for the Rangers to uh, win. And I'm very curious about the Con-Smythe odds now. And if we can get an update on the Con-Smythe odds I think that's a very interesting market to look at because now that the Rangers are tied and are no longer the favorite in the series against Tampa, they'll, they'll no longer be the second favorite to win the Cup. Therefore, you're going to get longer odds on a player like, you know, Shisterkin to win the Conn Smythe, and yeah, he moved just a little bit. Okay, so Kale McCarr plus one seventy, Nathan McKinnon plus plus one ninety is no real change there, but you have Igor Shisterkin went from six to one to eight to one now, and so now let's think about this: if the Rangers win the Cup, I I I I think it's ninety percent Shastarkin's going to win this this award. So let's think about this. They are plus 145 to win this series. So bet 100, win 145. Now you got 245. You take that 245 and you bet them to win the series against the Avalanche, which last I checked, they're probably going to be north of plus 200. In that series. So let's call them plus, mm, plus 250, maybe. You're talking about, let's say you're 245, your payout's going to be eight and change. So if your payout on that is eight and change, that's if they're 250. If they're anything less than 250, uh, it gets kind of interesting. But let's say your payout is 850. Well, You can bet the Rangers and roll it over and your payout will be 850 or you bet Shosturkin to win the Conn Smythe, your payout's only 800. So you're actually better off betting the Rangers at plus 145 to win this series, rolling it over on the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup in the series against the Avalanche. For Tampa, if you're looking, Nikita Kucherov is plus 850. So is Andre Vasilevsky. Now, that's an instance where you'll probably get better odds because if you bet Tampa, you're laying 165 right now. And then Tampa's going to be a shorter underdog against Colorado. So if you like Tampa to win the Cup, getting the plus 850 on Vasilevsky is a much better bet. I'm Scott Zadenberg. Coming up next, we'll be joined by our very own Dave Ross. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on from 54 golf yeah that's right i'm not calling it live anymore i'm calling it 54 golf major league baseball and more i'm scott sandberg it's the look ahead here on vc the sports betting network
0: this is the look ahead on vcin
1: the sports betting network The vCin summer special is here. For only $39, you get everything VCN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vCN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Montoba will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VC experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through. July 31st, sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Scott Seidenberg here. we look ahead on Vsin, the sports betting network. Uh, our MLB card for subscribers went four and one here on Tuesday night. Um, the fourth win, though, it was, for me, I counted it as a no bet. So if you are a Vsin subscriber and you saw what was posted on vsin.com, I had the Tigers, over the Pirates. Tariq Skubal was the announced starting pitcher, and about half an hour before scheduled game time, he was scratched. He wasn't going to pitch. Now, when you make a baseball bet, you put listed pitchers. Don't just do action, because the bet changes with the change in pitching. The reason why they scratched him was because there was weather problems, and they didn't want him to start the game, and then go through a weather delay, and then come back out. You might as well save him. Well, the start of the game got delayed, and then he wound up pitching. So I checked my app, and the bet got graded. We welcome in our very own Dave Smith. You follow him on Twitter <laughs> at DRoss Sports. And uh, you know what? I'm okay with it because, Dave Ross, you know why? They won the game. The the Tigers won. So Scoobal Scoo- Scoo- does pitch. And uh, the Tigers win five to three. So what I thought was going to be a refund wound up being an actual graded ticket. But speaking of refunds, Dave, I got to talk to you about refunds because I saw your tweet to the good people here at Circa Sports where you placed a bet on Tiger Woods (laughs) in the U.S. Open (laughs) and because he is not going to participate you. I'm getting that five bucks
2: back. <laughs> you got your refund back. <laughs> you know, I looked at it, Scott, and I thought to myself, are you really going to give me $1,500 potentially for $5 wager? on the greatest golfer of our generation. I don't know if he's better than Jack all the time, but of our generation, it's Tiger Woods, right? And I thought, the guy made the cut at Augusta. He made the cut at the PGA, and he did it. On one leg. So I'm like, if he walks, he thinks he can win. If he plays, he thinks he can win. And then the day after I placed that respect that for Tiger Eldrick Woods, he cancels from the U.S. Open. And I, I almost took responsibility for it. I think I forced him out of the Open. He's like, hey, don't Dave, don't put your money on me. I'm not going to show up. I'll see you next month over there at the uh, British Open when we play in Scotland uh, at the old course. So, and by the way, Brady Cannon, of course, he does a great job on long shots with Les Reynolds and Matt Eumann. Brady really likes his chances at the, at the British. And I believe mm. right now, I think you can still give him around a buck fifty, maybe 100 to $1, 150 well, I have to check the latest odds on that. And maybe they go a little bit north now because he's not going to play uh, in two weeks or so next week now. I can't believe it's already next Thursday here that they're going to play the United States Open in in Boston, Massachusetts at Brookline Mass. And I look at it and I go, you know, if he's really gearing up and he made the cut at the first two events and we look back on what he did in April at Augusta and then what he possibly could do in July at the old course, Scott, boy, you give me north of 100-1, to I'm going to have to put something down on Tiger. If he can make the cut barely walking and then he gets a couple months removed from that, And of course, that he knows better than anybody that's going to play it, that he's won on several times, man, I got to take a shot at Eldrick if he's walking and he's able to go at the British.
1: All right, I'm going to give you a hypothetical bet here, okay? Bring it. What happens first? Tiger Woods wins another major. Oh, boy. Or Tiger Woods wins an LIV event.
2: Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson?
1: <laughs> Tiger
2: Woods. <laughs> you you think Tiger Woods is gonna play in the live event after he blasted Phil Mickelson? And I know it doesn't sound like a blast what he said at the PGA championship a couple weeks ago. And by the way, Scott, I'm so glad you gave me that hypothetical. It's gonna be Tiger Woods wins a major before he wins a live golf event. Well, he hear got, me hear me uh, out, Dave.
1: Dave, hear me okay. out.
2: Okay. All right. Bring
1: it. The 54 golf tour, and that's what I'm referring to it as, right? Because L I V stands, stands for 54. 54 holes is what they play. 54 hole. The 54 golf tour, it just sounds better. It's good alliteration. Um they only play there's only, what, 48 contestants. There's no cuts. And you only play three and you only play three rounds. And the competition, with the exception of some of the bigger names is going to be a little less than what we're going to see in the PGA Tour and in these major tournaments. And the more Tiger struggles to, whether it's make the cuts or play four rounds before withdrawing or just be in contention in these events... How many more events, how many, maybe maybe it's, maybe it's another year or two, I don't know. But how long until Tiger realizes, well, I can get billions of dollars to go play <laughs> over there and possibly win and have a better chance to win than what I am doing right now on the PGA Tour where I'm not competing with these guys.
2: I hear you. But I think your hypothetical would be what comes first, Tiger Woods wins a major or Tiger Woods plays in the 54-hole golf event, as you mentioned, uh, a 54-hole golf league. He's not going to go. And I'll tell you why. It's the same reason why Jack turned down the money to be the the, the, uh, Greg Norman of this new golf tournament, right? It's because Jack was the guy, was one of the forefathers of the PGA Tour. He is actually one of the guys that brought the PGA Tour into existence. So his loyalty runs deep because it's his baby. Mm -hmm. Tiger Woods feels like he took the mantle from Jack, right, and that he now is the face uh, that's going to be associated with the PGA Tour. like Jack, last week at the Memorial, his place, Dublin, Ohio, CBS. He's on there with Jim Nance. He's out there glad-handing with Billy Horschel after he wins the event. Jack Nicklaus is still the face. He is. The patriarch of the PGA Tour, he can't live forever. I wish he could, but when he passes, that's going to move on to Tiger Woods. And there's no way he's going to give that up because money is not an object for him to go to play in the live golf event. And I'll tell you, this Phil needed the money. Phil was very upfront about it. If we heard his, if you saw his one and one, his Q and A with Bob Herring of Sports Illustrated this week, which I found fascinating, by the way, Scott. He said, "Look, my gambling." had gotten to a point where it was embarrassing. And he needed this $200 million that the Saudis have given him. So people can say whatever they want. You know me by now, Scott. I'm not into the, the hypocrisy of it. Like, you know, everybody says, oh, what a terrible guy. Blah, blah Hey, Bill's got his faults. I understand that. But I understand money, too, and I understand professionals. And we all get into a profession. One, I hope because we love it. And two, you want to maximize your earnings in it. So I can't fault a guy that wants to go there. He said some insensitive things. He's apologized to the Hilt it. If that's not good enough for some people, that's for them. For me, I'm bygones, be bygones, move on. Do what you want to do with your life as long as you feel like it's best for your family. That's what Dustin Johnson said. That $125 million that he got from Live Golf is really going to make Paulina and Wayne Gretzky pretty happy. That old, you know, New Hollywood, uh, you know, the, the, the New Hollywood couple here, Dustin and Paulina. They are set, as if they weren't set before, that extra $125 million sure comes in handy, too. So, look, I'm not into the hypocrisy of it. And I know everybody put Jeff on the pedestal when he turned down the Saudis. But you know what the part that everybody misses, Scott? He said the reason why I picked up the phone to talk to them was out of courtesy because he's building a golf course in Saudi Arabia with the same people that are putting the money into this tour. So everybody loves to throw bows and arrows at certain people and then say, oh, oh, look at him. He's great. He's PGA Tour. Yeah, he's PGA Tour, Jack Nichols. He's also building a golf course as we speak in Saudi Arabia. So the hypocrisy of sports, I'm really not into. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to bet on it. I'm going to watch it. And if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to wager on it. So I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to watch it. it. I'm intrigued. I don't know how long my intrigue will last, but when I see Phil Mickelson this week 30-1 to 1, to win the first tour event, it's only 54 holes. He looked terrible in the picture I saw today, but I don't know. I might have to take a flyer and see how he looks the first day if they put in-game wagering on him. Maybe I'll place a bet come Saturday. It's, it's just one of those things that it's sports for me. I'm not going to let the morality... Uh, Interrupt my pleasure of golf as much as I love it, and yep. of football, and of the NBA with China. All those things—that's not for me to decide.
1: The well, hold that, hold in, that in, uh, thought, Dave. We'll get that. more with you coming up next. This is the Look Ahead here on VSEN. This is the Look Ahead on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Satterberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on vCindy. Sports Betting Network, rejoined by our very own Dave Ross. Catch him on Twitter at sports and uh, watch him all across the network here, as well as First Strike, our MMA podcast, available on vcin.com slash podcast. We have an event coming up this weekend. Uh, All I know, uh, Dave, is that the fact that Valentina Shevchenko is, what is she, minus 400 or something? Oh no no! Got to get over six dollars if you oh, want to take oh, the bullet. Okay, is uh, is that value considering she should be maybe.
0: Minus 1,200?
2: Well, here's the thing about Talia Santos, her opponent in this one. And this is something, by the way, shameless plug. Check out First Strike First Look. Had Nick Klikas on, the man who sets those numbers behind you right there at Circus Sportsbook, does a great job. And he and I broke down this fight. You know, people don't really know Santos. And by the way, you're not going to make money, or you haven't made money, if you've been betting against Valentina Shevchenko her entire career. I mean, she is... You can make the comparison with her and Amanda Nunez for the female GOAT uh, of MMA. That's how close their two fights were that they fought, that Nunez got the decision in both of them. Okay, that's a story for another day. Here's, the, here's what could be the interesting thing. Santos is a beast. She's big. She's physical. If she can get Shevchenko down, which is very tough to do, because she's fought other great wrestlers like Warren Murphy, and they have not been able to get Shevchenko down. It's the fight stay standing. Shevchenko utilizes her distance, her incredible kickboxing skills that she has. She cuts down trees with her legs. She literally practices on real trees. So when she kicks you, it hurts. Ask Jessica I. I think she's still knocked out right now in Chicago. I was at that fight. So I look at this and I go, how does she win? I don't know that she can win, but I think she's actually a live dog. And I do like the over three and a half rounds. Because Shevchenko normally comes out in that first round, Scott. And, you know, minus that head kick against Jessica I, which took her out in that first round, she normally is very patient with her opponents, engages what they do. So if Santos doesn't rush in, I think that first round could kind of be a stalemate. In the second round, I would expect Santos to look for some takedowns. If she gets one, she might be able to ride out around. And then I think the fight could start to turn in that third round, because I think what Valentina will do, against a bigger woman in this 125-pound weight class, I think she's going to wait and see if she can kind of sap her strength. Even if she's not looking super dynamic in the first two rounds, that'll be okay for Valentina. And then I think she could pour it on late and either win in the fourth or fifth round. Or I actually like Shevchenko potentially by decision in this fight. So I do think it's a live dog. I'm probably not going to play Santos, but I am going to play the over... Because right now, I think there's value right now in that number at three and a half.
1: Does uh, Joanna avenge her loss to Zhang?
2: Ooh, that's a great fight, and everybody loves Joanna and Zhang. I mean, whenever you had, you know, when she was champion at 115 pounds, remember, and people couldn't announce her name, so we'd say, "Hey, how do you say her last name?" She'd say, "Just call me Joanna Champion." I mean, you have to love a fighter with that mentality, and for her being champion, it meant everything to her. There is a pathway right now, clearly, in 115-pound division with Carla Sparza, who was the first-ever champion in this weight class. Who lost to who? Yohan Young-Jechek. So she's thinking, if I can avenge this loss to Li Zhang, then I'm going to get a shot against Carla Sparza, and I already destroyed her once. I can become Joanna's champion again. Here's the problem. Weili Zhang has been sitting and lying in weight, and she's been licking her chops ever since her losses uh, to the former champion here in Rosamayunas. Uh, Here's what I'm going to do, and here's what I would advise. I love Ioana, but don't let your heart get in the way of your head. Everybody's going to bet Ioana this week, and I think Zhang is the favorite, will come down even more. So, Scott, I'm going to hold on this one and not jump on it, and I'll probably come in strong on Zhang when we get close to fight day on Saturday, and I'll be talking a lot about that on First Strike on Friday.
1: And finally, Glover Teixeira. Do we like him Uh. as a dog?
2: Love Glover Teixeira, but I don't love him in the spot against Yuri Peroshka. I think when you look at Prokhorov, Scotty, you are looking at a monster. Now, here's the only thing that worries me. The only thing that worries me is level of competition. Prokhorov just has not been in there with the caliber that Glover Teixeira has. Okay, so that is a concern. Even before he came to the UFC, he fought some guys like C.D. Dalloway. really good fighter when he was in the UFC, but not not an upper echelon guy, not a champion or a contender glover to has seen everything the problem with glover now in his advancing age is he's getting chinny and this is not the type of fighter to be chinny with yuri for is an art of war guy he's got that mentality of an israel adesanya like he's going to go in there and try to do video game stuff to you so my concern for glover will be can he survive the first round if he does then maybe he takes Prochaska to waters he hasn't been to before, and then you've got a live dog champion at a good plus price if the fight continues. The problem is, Scott, that's not something I'm willing to wager on. I really do believe Prohoshka, who's been bet up a lot, you've already lost a lot of the value. I think it opened about minus $1.35. It's up to about minus $2 in most spots now. But I actually think that steam is the right way to go in this one. I, it, it's a dangerous underplay. And you don't see five-round fights normally with a one-and-a-half-round total. But, Scott, this is the ultimate finisher right here in Yuri Prohoshka. If he has evolved to where I think he has, that's the only way I could play this. I'd have to play Prohoshka by K O T K L. because I think that's the only way he beats Glover. And I think he might get that done in that very first round.
1: Dave, I got to ask you, you've been very high on the Angels early in the season with the way that they started with Joe Madden on the bench. Joe Madden gets fired in the midst of a 12-game losing streak. They lose to the Red Sox in extra innings, making it 13 straight losses now for the Angels. (laughs) And to add injury to insult, Mike Trout Uh left the game in the third inning with left groin tightness. So, your thoughts on the Angels right now.
2: I live bet this game tonight when the Angels were up 5-4. Because I just, right now, I was like, they're all going to figure out a way to lose this. And Phil Nevin, who's in there, is the interim guy. And apparently there was more to the Joe Madden firing than just this 12-game losing streak. I guess there always has to be. But I don't think you're going to get this Phillies-like resurgence, who, by the way, they haven't lost since they fired the other Joe, Joe Girardi. And they came back, and they beat Hayter and the Brewers tonight on the low ad. I mean, that's really impressive what the Phillies are doing. Can the Angels do that? Scott, we talked about it. I was going to hop in on the Angels and their win total and maybe as a live dog, and I'm so glad I did not now because this team is collapsing. Trout gets hurt tonight, like you mentioned. I mean, Rendon, you hope he's going to be Rendon again. and You got to rely on Adele and some young Walsh who's lost at the plate. Showing and Tony, you know, he had a, a bit of a bounce back in the last couple of days. He's really been scuffling, too. So all of a sudden, man, I look at the Angels and I go, just get to the All-Star break, but you are leaking so much oil. I'm so glad I didn't back this team because I really did like them coming out of spring training, and they made me look good for about a month, month and a half. Not so good here in the last two weeks.
1: All right, I'm going to help you make some money here on Wednesday, make you feel a little better, but it's going to be at the cost of betting against your team, the New York Mets. The Padres, yeah. will, the Padres right now are a short favorite, and that line is going to move because uh, Starling Morte likely not going to be in the lineup, and Pete Alonzo not going to be in and, the lineup either, as Alonzo could be out maybe a couple of weeks here after taking that pitch in the hand. Buck Walter did not sound confident after the game, Dave. No.
2: No, it's going to be a tough sp- stretch. I had Will Hill on, the king of New York, as I like to call him today. does a great job with our BC cast from New York. And he and I were blushing like teenage kids. Like I said to him, is this 1986? Right when I allow myself to believe, I watched the first inning and a half of that game tonight against the Friars. The and you mentioned it. The Marte Parte has been closed. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out here. And then Pete Alonzo takes one in the hand. I'm so tired of the Mets hitters getting hit. And I know it's been a point of contention early on in the year for the Mets. And Pete Alonso feels like he gets drilled every time. Without the polar bear in the lineup, this team's going to struggle to score runs. They didn't score any tonight. Uh, they're going to struggle tomorrow against Mania and the Padres. Get home. Are they going to get off this West Coast trip? And, and, look, I'm surprised they were able to salvage two in L.A. And that was before these injuries. These can be the tough times we've been waiting as a Mets fan for the other shoe to drop. And then you hope that Scherzer comes back. You hope the Grom comes back in the second half. But this next month could really be tough sledding. And by the way, Scott, I don't know if you were the first person at Houston to say this, but I know you've been on the Fade of Don trade uh, this whole year, and I did it first five in game today. My God, I just pray the Nationals never set their kid down because that's like a print money machine.
0: He's he's, he's made He's
1: made 11 starts this year. I've bet against them in all 11. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like It's all documented. It's all documented. You can go back and check it. Uh, I've given it out every time. Dave, I will talk <laughs> up against it. I'll catch up with you soon. He's Dave Ross, our very own on Twitter, at DRoss Sports. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSID.